When you get two fitness Kiwis together, let the good times roll. One of the biggest questions in reference to how to exercise when you are perimenopausal and menopausal has been tackled by Chrissy McDonald, women's health and fitness expert and founder of Hormonal to Hot, her online training program. It was great to speak with Chrissy on some of my burning questions and gain some insights into how we should be training our bodies to make the gains we need in midlife. Chrissy shares her riveting personal story and journey through the fitness industry to come to a place where she is truly living her purpose and helping the health of hundreds of women. Hey, Chrissy McDonald, welcome to my podcast, Sexy Aging. Hey, thanks, Tracy. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well. You're just up the road. You are my first Kiwi guest in quite a while, actually. Maybe, I don't know, the last guest might have been Sasha. Yeah, I listened to that. It was great. Yeah, and so it's nice to have another Kiwi guest. And we are just two and a half hours away now because I can drive to Auckland. It'll only take me two and a half hours. We finished this podcast. I can come and see you. We could have a coffee and and download everything that we've discussed here. How does that sound? It's amazing to me. We could even have a wine and do it. <laughs> Except I'm doing dry July. Ooh, <laughs> and you know what? I hardly ever drink, so we'll just have a soda water. No, no, no. We'll wait till August. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. So good to have you as a guest on um, the podcast. And um, the reason that I've invited you on today is because you have an amazing program for women in fitness, and we have a connection in fitness, and it's called Hormonal to Hot. That's right. Yeah, so I love that. Um, It's like people tell me, oh, I love the name Sexy Aging. I'm like, I love the name Hormonal to Hot. I mean, we we are birds of a feather. You know, we we have this fitness background, we uh, value taking care of ourselves, we love to deep dive into the science of what's happening to the body, and we like to help other women. So I think we've got massive connection, but I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going (laughs) to hand over the podcast microphone right here. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's a a pink one that goes with the brand. All right, so um, take it away. So, so awesome to be, so, you know, I love to be on this podcast. I love your podcast. It is so, so good. And I've shared it with so many of my um, clients and friends as well. It's, it's so good. You know, I feel like there's, there's a movement now and um, it's just been this massive gap and you would have seen it in the fitness industry and, you know, I've been in the fitness industry for a hundred years. So I get it. There was just this gap, like what happens? It's like, almost like you get to the top of the hill and then you just fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a really good question because I keep asking this. I, I go like, I'm 51 and I'm freaking fit. And where's my training program? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Can anybody tell me? I don't know. I am on this journey to find out. And I actually think you're going to help me. Good, 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 good. Because that's that's what I'm here to do. You know, there's, there's something really interesting. And I, I may know I heard it on another part podcast. It was, you know, at the turn of the century, um, woman's life expectancy was about 55 right so I'm 57 so I probably would have been you know gone by now so woman get, go into menopause and you know that's it stop life's over but now you know with um, technology and, and um, you know medical advancement and, and lifestyle etc we're living to you know the average age is 85 so here's 35 odd years 30 35 maybe even 40 years where we're living in this within menopause yes there's no manual there's no rules there's no roadmap 
it's, it's nothing. So it has definitely been this forgotten genre that um, it's so awesome to see so many women out there creating this movement that changes everything because we've got so much to look forward to. And I've got a free Facebook group and it's actually called Navigating Midlife. And there's so many aspects to navigating midlife. You know, I talk about physical well-being and that's where my program falls falls in it's physical well-being which encompasses menopause perimenopause um you know weight gain weight loss I actually hate the term weight loss you know um getting into shape energy anything health anything that's physical well-being um and then mental well-being mental and emotional well-being and that gets left behind you know behind closed doors so so that's a massive um, um, aspect of it. And then there's professional well-being. Like, why the heck can't we go and have the jobs and the careers and the businesses that we want? Yet we often get lost, women get lost in this um, sea of brain fog, et cetera, um, and lack of confidence. So yeah. we, we and don't... imposter syndrome. You yes. know, it's yes. kind of crazy that you're the very, very capable woman and you're moving ahead in your career and then you hit perimenopause and all the doubt, the anxiety, the depression, all those symptoms that, that collide with you to make you feel that you cannot do this anymore and you're done. You've got to get off. You've got to get out of here because someone's going to notice that you're incapable now, right? That feeling? True. And so, woman, so many women do actually leave high-powered jobs um, at this time of life because, because of this exact thing. And um, I think there needs to be more awareness around, you know, that completely. Um, and then there's relationships, you know, because often women are going through um, changes in their relationships. They're, they're divorced, they're separated, they're single. They might like to have another new relationship or, you know, relationship with their families, whatever. That's a big part of life as well. And once again, lack of confidence, um can can really play a big part in this so many so many women don't want to be seen naked with their partners um because of the way they feel about themselves so and that can affect relationships and the last one is purpose like a sense of purpose you know what what, what are you going to do with the next 30 years are you going to go through the motions what what, what floats your boat you know f fills your soul because that's a big part of life as well is your purpose in life. So I feel that those are really five, you know, five um, really important aspects in navigating midlife. Mm. Yeah. I really love those. I'm going to put those five pillars in the show notes. Yep. And I'm just going to dial back a little bit because for you to get to this place where you are today, you've had quite a, a um, fantastical journey, as we all do, that, te that obviously teaches us a lot about life and enough to want to share it. So do you want to share how, how, how did you get into the fitness industry and where did you get to to develop your program? And you're still here today and I'm still here today. So we're hoping to leave a legacy for women in their 50s and beyond as in this is what fitness looks like for yes, you, right? Exactly. Yes. And, it, and it's dial back and you right. like, how did you get into the fitness industry? Interesting, you know, I used to go to aerobic classes back in those days, <laughs> aerobics, and um, and I had my second child, my, my kids are 30, 32, God, how old are 32 and 30, so, and I'm a grandma, um, and anyway, I had my second child, went straight back into doing aerobic classes, and someone said to me one day, oh, well, you're here all the time, why don't you get up on the stage and, you know, you should, and I'm like, I was really shy back in those days, people don't believe that, but I was actually a little bit shy, and I said, oh my god, I, I, how could I be up there, and everyone's looking at me, and I'd have to tell them what to do, I'd, oh my god, freak out, but 
but there was a an element element in me that I wanted to try it I'm like yeah so I did I stood up and shadowed one day and you know what this is like and I went oh my god I like this oh so I fell into fitness I started teaching you know aerobics um and then and that was about 30 years ago um and then I started teaching Les Mills about 26 years ago I suppose so and the progression was um, from teaching group fitness into working on the gym floor and then becoming a personal trainer so I guess I was one of the first kind of personal trainers around about 24 years ago um, so you yep, fell into the industry and absolutely loved it like and I still absolutely love it to this day it's just it floats my boat it's my purpose my, my service you know um, and then you know, fast forward a few years, I guess my kids were growing up, I was personal training, I, I was married for 14 years to, you know, a really wonderful guy, but it just didn't work out as, as things go, and then I um, was in another relationship with the guy, and we ended up in Fiji, and it was our, like, our dream was to live in Fiji, and it was, oh, I remember the day I landed in Fiji, and my daughter was already there with my partner, um, and I went, oh my god, I've, I've done it, like, I feel like I've, I've reached my, my dream. I just, I feel on top of the world. And it was probably a matter of days, weeks when my whole life started to crumble because he would say things to me like, well, you know, you look good now, but I don't know what you're going to look like when you're 50. And he'd say the most like condescending, hurtful, terrible things to me. And unbeknownst to me, he was already, um, you know, with the secretary, it was half my age um but he was also abusing my daughter which I didn't know about for probably a few years after that so there was a whole lot of stuff going on um and my world just crumbled when I when I was in my place in paradise you know um and and I often relate to my days in Fiji as being the best days and the worst days of my life that's where everything changed yeah so um, paradise was a paradox it was it really really was and it just it left me a shell of a person um you know and I didn't know what was happening to my daughter at the stage like I said um we, you know we broke up and and I went and went on cruise ships for a year because I just needed to escape and that was that was fun definitely not sustainable but it was fun so I you know I I was based in the UK and I saw all sorts of amazing places and met really really cool people um, and that was in my fitness space as well. So it gave me the opportunity to, to do, you know, um, to do many things around the world. And then I came back to New Zealand, but I just felt so much, I don't know, I just hated my, my life, I guess, that I went and lived in Australia. Um, and I loved that. I lived on the Gold Coast. I got right into personal training and teaching group fitness. And it was amazing. I, I loved it. And I thought I would be there forever. Um, but anyway, within... You know, while I was there was when my daughter came to me and for, for a few days and she, she told me what had happened. And once again, you know, in my life, I just felt like an empty shell. I felt the worst mother ever. And she, um, she said to me at the time, Mum, I want you to know it's not your fault. You know, and we've talked about a lot about this, obviously, in the past, where she actually has questioned me to say, you know, how did you not know that was happening? But you don't with these predators you just just don't um but but you know that was actually maybe nine years ago when she told me that and I've lived with the guilt and the shame 
these not least last nine years. And I'm only just seeing a, a, a psychologist now to unpack all of the fallout um, because, yeah, it, it's really, it really led me, has led me on a path to discover um, this is where this emotional and, and, and um, mental well-being comes into it. Um, because we do have so many things that have gone on in our past. And honestly, if we don't deal with them, they will come back and bite you. It's like a debt that has to be um, paid eventually. You know, and it just adds to, uh, to stress. And stress is everything. You know, when you reach perimenopause, if you, if you don't deal with the stress, then it'll catch up with you. It is that debt that will be, you know, called up. Yeah, you're actually making me think about that now. I'm thinking about all the times, the challenges and stuff, maybe that I hadn't dealt with. Yep. And then you're going into these midlife years and you've got, you know, in my case, I, had, I have a teenager. I've got uh, an eight, you know, an eight-year-old. So that's quite challenging. Yep. And then old, aging parents, you know, and then a, a relocation. So you have all these things that you drag with you, like a suitcase. <laughs> you just <laughs> such great analogies. A suitcase full of stress. Um, and then it just hits you, you know. That, that, um, is, that is such a good point. It's like, yeah, baggage that you carry around. And you know what? I know that we are strong women, right? And, and we are survivors. Women are survivors. And so we will just pack everything in the suitcase and go, right, come along. We're come on, going to the next thing. And we just keep going. We just keep doing it. We just keep showing up and we keep sucking it up and doing it. But it catches up with you. And often it is, I, I see it with my clients, it happens when you hit your 40s and your 50s, especially, it's like all of a sudden everything just falls to pieces and you feel like you can't handle it. Um, and it is the perfect time to unpack the stuff. Um, you know, like that's what I felt when I'm like, I think I need to see someone. Um, and it was, you know, it was a psychologist. Best thing I've ever done, you know, because it is, I think one thing our brain tries to do, because it just tries to do many things, is it tries to see sense and reason when there isn't any. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, you know, congratulations, Chrissy, because I think it just goes to show that at any age when you can't get over this hump or this, or you're carrying this burden and you just can't deal with it, that you would reach out and get that support. And I think that there's definitely been a massive momentum towards that now as well. Definitely. Saying, you know, there is something in my life that's holding me back that is affecting my mental health. It's a, that's a normal discussion. Why isn't menopause a normal discussion? No, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. We're getting there, but there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, there's the conversations are happening, but there's a lot of work to be done to support women in the workplace, in the home, um, just dealing with their bodies, helping them understand. So I want to switch um, switch it up right now and get on to your program. And you've given yeah. us five pillars, so that's that's awesome. Yep. Um, just one of the questions that I have, the, the type of woman that comes to you, are they sharing their sort of what I would call symptoms or their they would call challenges? So they might speak of, oh, you know, I've put on a bit of weight and I can't seem to shift it with the programs that I was doing before. What kind of thing are you hearing that is bringing women to your program? Because I looked at your website and it's fantastic, by the way. It's very easy to navigate and yep. it's uh, it's very like it grabs you and it's like, oh, I'll just push start now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what, what I hear it all the time is I've always exercised, I'm, I'm working out six days a week, like I'm, I'm eating 1200 calories, I'm restricting what I eat, I'm not eating carbs, you know, um, 
why is the weight going on? Because everything that I used to do doesn't work anymore. Um, and then when I dive deeper, it's like, well, how do you sleep? You know, what's your stress levels like? Um, do you know how much you're eating, you know, every single day? And, and most women are struggling with sleep, are re, you know, quite stressed and getting more and more frustrated with where, with where they're at. So those are the things that I hear. Um, and obviously, you know, like we've talked about before, most women say, or, or people think that the only menopause symptoms, perimenopause menopause symptoms are hot flushes and night sweats and weight gain. But there's so much to it, like not being able to sleep. Episode 10 with my husband. <laughs> yes, that's right. I got 27 of them. Apparently I have 27 out of 34 symptoms. So yeah, go, go figure. You know, there's just yeah, so many things. So when I start to talk about women about all the different symptoms, um, it, to, to them it's like light bulbs and the mic dropping, you know? Oh my God, and my hair, my hair getting thinner and oh, my skin and my digestive system and my energy and all the little things start to come into play. They're all a part of where they're at. Um, so, so this is something I... I put together because, you know, still being, I don't personal train on the floor anymore. It might, I'm purely online, but I still teach group fitness because I love it. Um, and, and this is, this is, I mean, because I'm 57, right? And I'm still doing it. I'm still, you know, jumping around, et cetera, teaching combat and all sorts of stuff. And I can do that because of the system that I put into place. Um, so I did, I sort of experimented on myself. I did all sorts of programs. I did all sorts of research and to me, that was once again, light bulbs going off for me. Like, wow, no wonder I feel like I do. No wonder, you know, my hair's so thin and falling out. And no wonder my joints are so sore and all the little things. So I, I pieced together this program where um, I've actually broken it down into another five pillars. It's um, the first one, you've got to master stress. I mean, that's the first thing, isn't it? So stress and sleep, they kind of, well, they go together. They're like, Yep. tight tight ass <laughs> yeah you gotta start there so when someone tells you actually you have to sort out your sleep and your stress people get stressed about that because they're like but I need to work out don't I before before you get to yeah. that you've got to manage your stress you've got to do what it takes you know if yeah. there is that baggage if your suitcase is full and you've got to stop and open it and get the yeah. help you need. But you, you, you imagine that, like, there's a woman who's maybe put on 10 or 15 kilos and then you say, okay, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to make you lie down and sleep properly and then you're going to get up and then you're going to meditate. They're going to sit there in meditation and all that's going to play in their mind is this cannot be helping me. I need to go out for a run. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And you can see how yep. it just, it's such a, a reversed, to what they are used to hearing that and is, this is in a nutshell yes yeah. because we think that we can exercise our way out of this problem and you can when you're 20 and you're 30 but you mm -hmm. can't when you're 50 you cannot exercise your way out of it so the priority changes and it's it's interesting thing because the second pillar actually ties into the first one because you've got to stop dieting because dieting creates stress in your body so that's the next thing. Stop dieting. Like stop all the all the the you know. I'm not got not got anything against you know eating methods, but as far as I'm concerned, you've got to 
stop fasting. If you're in a stress, stop it, you know, eat a balanced diet and start to eat as many calories as your body needs as fuel. And then it won't store it as body fat because your body won't store body fat for no reason. Yeah. Under stress, it'll store it. Yeah. Chrissy, I actually have just seen some latest research on some recommended fasting techniques, and it's really just to give your digestive system a break. And I do on some level agree with that. I just haven't found the enough science to support it for menopausal women right now. So I'm in those early days of investigating. But I just want to say like, when people talk about fasting, and they say it's, you know, about 14 hours, I go, well, I eat my last meal at seven at night. And then I don't really eat breakfast till like nine in the morning. That's freaking 14 hours. I have done that for years. Right. Right. Yep. So is that fasting? I guess that's what they're talking about. So I think that's also just saying, just give your your system a little bit of a break. But when we say, you know, you're talking about the fasting where they're just not getting enough calories. Yeah. I mean, like it just does my head in when people say, I'm, you know, down to 1200 and, you know, I'm going to fast for the next 20 hours. Um, (sighs) (laughs) metabolism down whoa you know it's it's crazy um and then when we talk about exercise you've got to prioritize strength training that's number one it's got to be girl let's go please talk about the exercise component i'm here for this as i'm sure a lot of my listeners are because i've had a lot of questions like okay so what's the exercise thing we're supposed to be doing oh because as we get older, we lose muscle a lot quicker. You know, we're more sedentary. We're not doing as much. And, and physiologically, our, our bodies lose muscle mass. You know, men do as well, but we lose it so much quicker. So, and, and that's sort of called sarcopenia, I think it is. Um, and because calories are burned within, you know, your muscle cells, the more you have, the more calories you burn. Therefore, your metabolism is higher. So if you're losing muscle cells then you're losing your body's ability to burn calories. Your metabolism is going to drop, as simple as that. And, 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 and it's almost like um, you're behind the eight ball the whole time. So s- focusing on strength training as opposed to doing a whole lot of cardio is where it's at. That's your priority because we've got to reverse that trend. We've got to build some lean muscle. And the only way you can build lean muscle is to put it under load, under stimulus. Um, So, you know, I've had questions about, well, power yoga, is that it? It's like, no, it's got to be, it's got to be weight training. And I, I know a lot of women are really scared and intimidated by it. Um, And this is what I teach my, my girls. I set them up with a program so that they know what to do and they can go and own their space. And I tell you what, most women that have, have come in and never used weights before have followed the program and they, I see them on the gym floor, they own it. They know exactly what they're doing and they're getting the gains. So there's, a, um, so there's that physiological um, response to, to weight training it is huge. Yeah, okay, so in support of what you're saying, so what I know is that as your estrogen, progesterone and testosterone levels are dropping, yep. the only way that we can help maintain the loss of muscle mass is to strength train. That's right. And exactly. then the strength train actually has the upside of helping some of the other symptoms as well. Exactly. So, Especially yeah. flushes, et cetera. Yes. Flushes, yeah. Yep. And so the vasodilation, it helps with um, circulation of your body because your muscles are used to moving so much better and more effectively um 
yeah, okay, I'm going to let you get back to it because this is really cool. So, and most of us have come from a aerobic background, right? Cardio background. Um, that was me. I was the cardio queen. Um, and what a whole, you know, I believe, my belief is it's got to be a mixture of strength training, enough cardio, which might be only one, two sessions a week, kind of depending on your body type and your, um, and your needs and mobility, because we've got to be able to move as well, you know? So with the cardio, if, if we do a whole lot of cardio as we've been used to, um, that simply raises our cortisol. And most of us have, have got elevated cortisol as it is. So testosterone and cortisol kind of fight each other. So if we raise our you know, testosterone, testosterone and get in there and do that weight training, it's gonna reduce cortisol also. Sounds good to me. Um, so one of the other things is um, there's some some other research about high intensity interval training um, or sprint training, like short duration training for cardio as opposed to long duration cardio. And I've heard two two sides. And to be honest, I like both types of training. So now I'm thinking, is there a way through a weekly training program that you might have a bit of both? Yep. Yep. Think? Totally, totally, totally. That's exactly what I like to program out. Um, like, here's your weight sessions. Now let's have a look at your particular body type. Um, and, you know, maybe one hit or sprint type of training and one longer endurance one. Um, I mean, for me, I teach, you know, combat. So that's kind of like a, an interval training type of class. Um, but I've definitely done the hit as well. I, it's really important not to overdo hit training because it just has the reverse effect. It elevates your cortisol once again. But when we do one, maybe two, um, you're, that's where you're going to get the benefits there. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Okay. So this is where my ladies who have just hit their 40s, there's a lot of them. So they're coming through, they're really fit. They can do two, three hours a day of cardio and they're like kind of own it. It's like a badge of honor. And also hand on heart, you and I have probably been there as well. We're like, yeah, I can teach this class, this class and this class three in a row. Um, that's a hell of a lot of cardio. And for, you know, for us teaching, it's also a massive heart rate spike, yep. Yep. lots of cortisol, adrenal fatigue. I've had it twice. Yep. Yep. So I know about it. Um, and so I am seeing these women come into their 40s with that badge of honor. And like, this is how I train. Yes. You know, I run in the morning and I do my HIIT workout at night. And I do that six days a week. And I might do a stretch session on a Sunday. And this is kind of where we're at with fitness. I know. I know. Right? I know. So this is why this important conversation to let these women know, hey, your hormones are actually changing yes. as you're wearing that badge of honor. There yes. is shit going on in your body and you have no idea. So it's kind of like, let's find out what you really need to be doing so that when you do hit your 45 and closer to 50, you're not scratching your head thinking, but what just happened, you know? Exactly, which is what so many women get to like what just happened you know it's I'll go back to that um that debt again you know you can go go get a loan get an overdraft um and and that's just that badge of honor I guess I'll get that overdraft for that badge of honor and I'll do all that cardio yes I'll do that I'm really really you know I love it yeah I love it love it love it you got to think about the reasons why you love it but I love it love it love it um and but that debt's going to be called up you'll get to 50 and the debt collector will be there going okay you need to pay me back but there's nothing in the tank. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. 
<laughs> nowhere to go and i read something the other day and thought, oh my god it's so cool it was if you're in your 40s this is the decade to get your shit together yeah like learn right learn educate yes yep yep absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. because of all the the changes that you can't even see are happening so before it happens set yourself up for the best possible outcome yeah and doing all that cardio is going to set you up for disaster yeah you know what I think a lot of it comes from that from the marketing of you know when you hit your 40s it's your best years yet 40 is the new 30 you know you you hear all that kind of that's it's marketed to women in their 40s and so we're bumping up against this okay mentally and emotionally I feel the best I've ever felt but physically there is the decline that you're not aware of that's actually coinciding with 40 as well and so I feel like if women could understand physically what's happening with their bodies and the hormones and just get ready then they could have have it all they could have it all they could have the mental emotional and physical wellness as they're approaching 40 100 percent, definitely definitely you know and I think it's really interesting too um how you know, you look at the fitness industry and there's so many myths that have come out of it. Um, and like I said, you've got to look at your reasons behind wanting to do two hours of cardio. Is it because you think that that's weight loss and keeping yourself in shape? You know, because if that's the case and you found out that it wasn't, would you do it? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. I actually feel that from a lot of people that I do know that still train like that. Um, and it's no judgment on them as people. They're amazing people. They're fantastic. And, you know, I did that back in the day um, that I kind of wish someone told me. <laughs> I know. Right? Why are you doing that? Why are you spending that much time doing your 10K run followed by your 40K cycle? For I mean, yeah, unless I was going to race in a triathlon, I get it, but I wasn't. I was doing it because, because it was about maintaining calories. 100%. Yes. And I'm going to be 100%. Yeah, I'm honest here. I'm going like, I needed to know what was going out. I could put back in and I could enjoy my life and not, and I could still walk, walk around that 40 in a bikini with a six pack. And that was hand on heart, a very important part of my life. When I turned 40, it was like, I'm going to prove you bitches wrong. <laughs> Ego and attitude. I know. Just, comes flying back to bite you in the butt when you don't have the right information so yeah it does you know I remember when I was 50 I was probably the leanest I've ever been but I was teaching I don't know 15 classes I was doing CrossFit I was eating about 1200 calories I was physically a mess yet I looked the leanest I've ever looked you know, and I and I I used to hate it when I hit 50 kgs. <laughs> I'm tiny, right? So I'd hit 50 kgs and that would freak me out. Um, that, and then compounded with all the stress and then compounded with perimenopause created a, a bit of a monster. And that's what I, you know, I dissected and fixed, which yeah. is what the program is, is all about. But um, yep, I've been there myself. I know yeah. it. Yeah, I think we're, we're two birds of a feather, actually. Is that, a, is, is that the same? <laughs> or did I just make something up? <laughs> birds of, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. yeah, we pretty much had that same yep. drive and, and upbringing through the fitness industry. Very, very similar. And, you know, both been through, you know, the um, restricted calorie counting, yep. cardio queens, you know. Yes. 
day. Um, so I just yeah want to thank you so much for your insights, Chrissy. It's been awesome to connect, and um, I think that we're going to stay in touch and keep having these conversations. Absolutely, really yeah. Help each other, you know. I'm I'm on that journey. You're you're ahead of me. Um, you know, to help women uh, understand how to fix their bodies and make themselves just feel fabulous for the next 50 years. I'm just all about, you know, I need to know what's going on. And it's so good to connect with you and find out some more truth bombs for the podcast. Um, before we say goodbye, wrap it up for today, um, do you have a favorite book that you could recommend? You know, my favorite book, and I've, I've listened to this about four times because I listen to books. I don't tend to yeah. read books um and every time I hear it I'm like oh my god that's just amazing it's something else and it's um Brene Brown's The Power of Vulnerability it's my favorite yeah I read it last year in lockdown and it was it was so like every page was something to note so I started writing notes of every page so it took me a really long time to get through it but it was so powerful and I recommended it to a couple of people and they had the same yep. same moment and I was reading it as I was approaching 50 so thank you for that because it was just yeah it was a moment for me where I'm like okay so I have this incredible turnaround point I can I can leave my past and my ego for me a lot of it was ego um, I can leave that behind and I can you know be all that I'm meant to be yes um, and I think that's yeah, it's a beautiful yep. book. I'm really excited to be recommending that on the Instagram feed. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Oh, it's so good talking to you, Tracy, and connecting with you. Because you're always like one of my Tracy was one of my idols when I first, <laughs> you know, when I first started teaching um Les Mills group fitness. It was like, oh, yeah. Tracy Manoa up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in August, I'll see you. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, August. We're gonna have that wine for sure. Yes. Awesome. I am loving these conversations with women from all over the world. I've learned so much and I want to keep learning so that I can share with you to help you navigate your way through this time of our life, to feel well, to feel good, empowered and sexy. I have testimonies every day from women that have found some comfort in the episodes and so I'm putting it out there that if you are loving the content and it's helping you, please consider subscribing monthly or even donating. This podcast is not a paid gig and I'm doing it purely out of passion. I'm obviously not Joe Rogan who sold his podcast for $72 million. I'm a woman like you exploring how to live a long and healthy life.